the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This program is sponsored by West Automotive Group. The West Automotive Group presents Auto Talk Radio with host Brian Bowersock and co-host Kevin Bowersock. Today's show is brought to you by West Escondido, West El Cajon, West Kearney Mesa, and West Miramar Automotive and Transmission. All part of the West Automotive Group. Get your automotive questions answered. Call Brian and Kevin at 1-888-344-1170. That's 1-888-344-1170. Now, here's your Auto Talk host, Brian Bowersock. All right, good morning, folks, and welcome to Auto Talk Radio. I'm your host, Brian Bowersock. In the house with me is my co-host, Mr. Kevin Bowersock. What are you doing over there? Good vote. <laughs> I'm still trying to wake up. This is a very good morning. But there was a lot of traffic on the road this morning, so it was a very slow ride here this morning. Was it? Yes. Yeah. Did you get behind a slow-moving truck? Well, I always get behind the people that will do, like, below the speed limit, and then I go to go past them, and then they take off again, and I'm like, okay, this is... <laughs> well, maybe they think it's a race when you get up next to them. Okay. Okay. Well, you got new tires on your hoopty, we saw. I know. You know the funny thing is? I had to buy. There's a lot of tires not in stock right now, so. There's a lot of things not in stock all over the place. I I bought it. You know what? And and I'm more. And honestly, I can't even think of the name off the top of my head, but I bought a set of tires I probably wouldn't have bought if, you know, everything else would have been in stock, but I'm kind of impressed with them tires. You know what? I don't. They're not vibrating on me. They're, They're doing well so far. I'll let you know how many how much mileage I get out of them, though. Well, your tires that you had on your truck, I could almost see the air through the tire. That's how worn well, that's out. That's why I were. was holding out to, to buy a different tire. But you know what? You got to do what you got to do sometimes. So here we are. Much better, safer with new tires than than with really bad tires cruising around. I, we're coming into the time when it rains here and there. So. Yeah, and I knew that was coming, but I was just eh, I was I, I was hoping that we were going to get start getting stuff back in stock again. And but you know, you got it. Well, we'll see. But I am. I do. I mean, I'm okay with the tires I got on the truck. They, it rides really nice right Looks now. So. Nice. So there you go. All right, folks. One eight 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 three four four eleven seventy. That's eight 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 three four four eleven seventy. Give us a call here on Auto Talk Radio. Um, anything automotive related? As you know, we started out talking about Kevin's tires, but uh, he's got new tires. He's all happy, and uh, of course, it doesn't vibrate. They're not worn out like the other tires. Woohoo! <laughs> Kevin <laughs> loves his new tires. There you go. So this morning we're talking about uh, anything automotive related you want to call and talk about, but also uh, how important is it to uh, to worry about that check engine light or, or uh, a light on your dash service engine soon when it's illuminated? Should you get your car in and get it checked out or should you just put a piece of black tape over it and ignore it? Check it now. <laughs> well, this thing about the, your check engine light can come on and the car feels like it's running the same, but it could be sucking down a lot more fuel. It could be. Which, you know, fuel costs a lot of money. I mean, it's almost five bucks a gallon right now. <laughs> so, the ooh. price of fuel is crazy right now. So hopefully, uh, and, and uh, yeah, hopefully so, it goes back the other way eventually. Yeah. Doesn't, <laughs> I don't see any, uh, I don't see any change in the near future on prices of fuel, though. No. So, but we don't want to be dumping it down the tailpipe because that's money. And then, of course, if we get too much raw fuel down the tailpipe, then our catalytic converter starts going better. Well, that with drivability mm. problems. Yes. yes. So, so. Um, so many things can cause the check engine light or service engine light soon to come on on your vehicle, right? Yes. There's multitude of things. I mean, some vehicles, two, three hundred different things with codes and subcodes and all okay. kinds of things, right? I would think that was a small number, but yes. <laughs> Maybe 500 things. Right? <laughs> I never stopped to count up how I many under- things can cause that, but there's I a understand. lot of different things that can cause issues uh, to make a check engine light illuminate on your vehicle. Right. Um and uh, when it does illuminate, it doesn't tell you what it is, does it? No. So what it does do is uh, just turns on the light and says, hey, somebody's got to come help me. So, And that's, uh, that's important as far as that goes. So that's when it comes time to start checking things out and uh, uh, figuring out what's going on with them and, 
and make sure that we get it addressed because, like Kevin said, it can turn into some really bad issues with the vehicle as far as damaging other items. Yes. That's why it's important. Also, the other thing is when your check engine light's on, you won't know if something else goes wrong, right? It only comes on once. So let's say your check engine light came on because you have an EVAP problem, and then uh, your check engine light comes on because you have a misfire problem. You will never know that you have another problem. If you just drive around with your check engine light on, <laughs> no, even me, when my check engine light comes on, I freak out. and want to. I want to know what it is. Of course. I mean, because the gas cap loose. I mean, yeah, that's something that's not a big deal. But I, and I still get out because <laughs> I don't want my check engine light on. I just a don't small, want it on. E, small evap. I don't leak. want. I don't uh, want it staring me in the face every time I flip my truck. On. No, definitely not. Well, and and it, there's that that unsure feeling about what's going on or what's wrong or what is it going to take to straighten this up and until you. Uh, Figure it out, diagnose it. You don't really know, do you? No. So it's just one of those things. Um, important to uh, get it checked out and, and know and go from there. Yes. So definitely. So that's what we're talking about this morning. But you can give us a call, anything automotive related, one 888 That's 888-344-1170. Um, I know most of you ain't woke up yet. Oh, see, I, I like you <laughs> used the wrong words, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Kevin needs a dictionary, so he used the wrong term of words previously. I do that. I, I know you do. <laughs> I'm not an English professor, so. No. He struggles with the English language sometimes, yes. so all good. But, uh, yes, give us a call, one 888 anything automotive-related. Uh, we're happy to uh, chat with you about here. So, in relation to the check engine light, you know, if you take really good care of your car most of the time, mm-hmm. you don't, you know, even the, the 97 Ford that I drove, in all those 300,000 miles, I think all the time I drove that truck, uh, the check engine light came on uh, twice that there was an issue. And the reason for that is because it, taking good care of the vehicle and servicing it and maintaining it, it just prevents a lot of issues that could cause the check engine light to come on, right? Yes. Placing the spark plugs when you should. Yes. Uh, You know, just general eye on the vehicle taking care of anything that that goes wrong i think i had an egr code once a torque converter code once and oh misfire code once i had a coil that failed you can't foresee that so but it failed like at two hundred twenty thousand miles so i put all new coils on it guess what i never had another code for a misfire well that happens electronics i mean they do. they get hot they get cold i mean sooner or later they're gonna break they wear out everything it's not if out. it's when it's when that's right <laughs> that's for sure so most motors have a misconception that when a repair facility plugs a scan equipment into a vehicle and retrieves a code uh, that caused the check engine light to illuminate, that that code tells them what to replace. Nothing could be further from the truth. Um, so a lot, and when I talk to folks, we get this a lot. People are like, oh, just plug in. It'll tell you what's wrong. I wish it was that simple, but it's really not that simple. So when you plug into a vehicle you and you get a fault code, let's say, let's say a misfire code, um, it gives you a system, right? So it could give you, let's say you got a PO304, which would be a misfire on cylinder number four, right? Yes. Well, that doesn't tell you it's a bad spark plug or it's a bad coil or it's a bad fuel injector or, or you have a, a carbon on a valve problem or can I keep going? Because there's lots of different things that could be, right? For that cylinder. Cabillions. It, it tells it there, yeah it tells you that that cylinder picked up a problem, right? Yes. In, in that system, so it could be all these different things. So that's where the diagnosis and the importance come in, where you need to go and start testing and figuring out and and uh, determining what components failed. Correct. It just sends you in a direction, gives you a system. Yes. That, that's picked up a fault. I mean, that's plain and simple. It does not tell you what's broken or what needs to be replaced or. So that that's a misconception that a lot of folks have, and we see this a lot. When I'm talking to people, they're often like, "Well, just plug in, diagnose, tell you what's wrong, and replace that part." So, um, and and doing so like that, that kind of repair, if you just start throwing parts at the car, can get very expensive, right? <laughs> if things were that easy, we would all be chefs. Like just throw it on the grill, it'll be done. You you, <laughs> you get it? Throw it on the grill, it'd be done. The car. Well, um, I mean, <laughs> I, it's the same same concept. I get what you're saying. Um. So, yeah, when you diagnose, I mean, what if you ended up with a, uh, well, let's say you have an EVAP system, uh, a leak. Are you just going to replace everything on the EVAP system or are you going to go find out why you have this leak or why it's not working? We got to find out why so we can fix the system and 
Correct. That way I'm not freaked out every time I start my truck. Yeah, we don't want Kevin freaked out every time he starts his truck. That's a bad idea. So, correct. Diagnose the system properly. Do what you need to do and get things figured out as far as that goes. Um, so this morning, folks, we're talking about uh, check engine lights and diagnosis on a vehicle and why it's important and how to get there. Uh, but anything automotive related, you can give us a call, 1-888-344-1170. Uh, we're happy to talk to you about. So in that being said, scan the vehicle, retrieve a code that's a problem system, and then you start your, your testing, right? Yes. We go through a process. You know, uh, Often we look up to see what, to, okay, this is a test for this. You need to go through test this. So like a misfire, you'd go through and you'd test the coil. You'd make sure it's good. You'd te- take a, check out the spark plug, make sure that's good, test the fuel injector, make sure it's working and putting fuel in the cylinder. Because you can have a misfire if there's no fuel going in the cylinder, right? Yes. Yeah. So it's a lean, lean misfire. Yes. Yeah, it'd be very lean. <laughs> be extremely lean. Well, if there's nothing there for the spark to burn, then it's lean. <laughs> yes. It's very lean. That's extremely lean. So uh, one of those uh, things that I mean, there's so many items going along. You could have a uh, misfire concern because we have carbon buildup on a valve, right? And carbon absorbs the fuel and can cause a lean misfire also. Yes. So, and issues like that come about for sure. So, anyway. All right, let's grab uh, Sean real quick in San Marcos. He's got a uh, transmission question. Good morning, Sean. Hey, good morning. Um, Yeah, I had to wake up early to catch you guys. (laughs) (laughs) I had to wake up early to get here. Yeah, no doubt. (laughs) (laughs) I can imagine. I can only imagine. So, But I'm so glad I got you here. Um, My question is, I have a Honda... 2001 mm-hmm. Accord, uh, heavy miles, like three, 363,000 miles. Car runs okay. really actually good where it's, can, you know, age. But uh, lately, um, in the mornings, uh, right when I'm getting started in the mornings, if I put it into gear, forward gear, mm-hmm. it jumps. If I, if I let it warm up for like, you know, three to four minutes, it doesn't jump. Gotcha. So, Sean, basically your concern with the vehicle is, um, and what your Honda Accord is this, did you say? Is it 2001? So, 2001 Honda Accord. When the vehicle's cold, been sitting for a while, not at operating temperature, and you put it into gear, your concern is that, that it, it kind of like a harsh engagement? Yes. Like, it, and yeah, it yeah, thumps it, or jumps? Yeah. Yeah, thumps. Uh-huh. Like, uh, you know, it's like a, like a little pause before it puts into gear, and then it, it, it'll, it'll jump. Okay. If it's warmed up, it, it's it's smooth. Okay, so slightly delayed engagement, um, and yes. then and then it's kind of firm when it goes into gear and the car jumps. Yes, but once yes, it's right. warm, it doesn't. It it goes right in nice and smooth, and the car drives yes. fine, right? I mean, other than that, yes. as far as shifting and yes. all that. All right. Yeah. Um, honestly. Yeah. That he because he said there's three hundred thousand miles in that car. I I just want to uh-huh. assume that's all wear and tear. And the reason I'm going to say this is... Probably in the valve body, I'd presume. Well, I want to say there's a little bit of each because Honda's, you know, they do that dish thing at the bottom of the, the, the clutch plates and it starts wearing your even there. So you get more play in the clutch plaque, which you're going to give a little more harsher engagement, first engagement. I mean, there's a lot of things going on there right now. Well, in the these, yeah. the O-rings inside there that actually seal the piston um, um, get what we call sometimes a morning sickness. Uh, on a oh. in, on a transmission, what it, that is is when they're cold, they're hard. They're not as pliable oh. as they used to be because of okay. all the get hot heating and cooling and all that. So a little bit of fluid goes by them, and then when it seals, it goes dunk and it and oh. it pops in. So um, there's really probably and and then also the valves wear in the valve body on these, and and valves don't slide as well when they're cold. Um, it, it's just uh-huh. high, I I agree with Kevin. It's it's just. Uh, mileage on that transmission and and keep in mind it's been working hard for three hundred thousand miles so um uh, as long as it my suggestion would be you know um in that case the the only way to fix it would be to go inside of it but right Uh now it's really not that i just let the car warm up a little bit you know and then then go ahead and, and, and and drive it it's not really a safety issue no and eventually it's going to break but everything okay. does, right? I, right, I mean, right, right. That, so it's one of those things. But uh, really, right now, it's still very drivable. It's not going, you know, it's not going okay. to parts aren't going to fall out of it or anything like that. Okay. So, um, like right. I said, it's it's just for, it's just from its age, you know, uh, okay. kind of like us as we get older. Yeah, yeah. I just needed to know. Do you think it's something I should bring it into you guys to check like right away, or like you said, just just keep driving it until as, it actually as long stops. as there's not more symptoms. 
Is that if okay. some other things start happening, then yes, let's get in and get get looked at. But like okay. uh, Kevin said, if that's the original trans in that, um, do you know yeah. when it was last serviced, the fluid on it? I have it changed every like 70,000 or 60,000 gotcha. miles. Perfect. Yeah, it's stay yeah. up on the services and stuff. And that's why that tranny's still going at that mileage because you keep servicing yeah. it. If you didn't, I heard serve- you guys talk about that a couple of weeks ago. I'm like, yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> See, and you're living proof of it. And the same thing I did with yeah, my, yeah. my truck too. Three hundred sixty thousand miles. Uh, uh, the F two fifty I had in the never never wow. had to go through the tranny. No, just wow. kept servicing it like you're doing, and okay. it extends the life of it. So okay, all right. I right, appreciate it. All right, man. Thanks, no, guys. No problem. Appreciate hey, your time on the radio. Thanks like for the to you when I wake up. Perfect. Thanks for the call, and have <laughs> a right, wonderful bye-bye. weekend. Yeah, you too. All right. Take care. Bye-bye. So that was a great question. Yeah. In relation uh, to the trans. Yeah. The, it gets to a point where there, you have a bunch of little problems going on. Just even my even my transfers when I try to, as, as time goes on, I feel little things. Like maybe I'll have a little bit of bump in the second gear if my foot's, you know, only a little bit on the throttle or something. Well, everything wears. Yes. But you know, it, it, I, to me, it just seemed like what he was explaining is it. There's a lot of little things going on. Not one little thing is going to fix this. It's more of a hey, we need to fix all the little leaks and all this, mm-hmm. and then it'll be a perfect transmission again. <laughs> well, that brand new Ford Ranger I got when uh-huh. I first got it. Keep in mind, there's not a whole lot of mileage put on on obviously on the trans. You know, right? When it was cold, it 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 would. And it was just like, you know how you, Initially, when we remanufacture a trans, and sometimes there's a few miles of breaking in. When I first got it, the first couple miles cold, and it would it would misshift. It was kind of weird. And I, but I knew, I was like, there's nothing wrong with it. This is what, and the valves are starting to, to wear into the, you, you know what I'm it's saying. It's starting to learn itself. It's learning itself. Well, yeah, learning you. Now it shifts like, it's amazing. Butter. Yeah. Perfect, yeah. Well, that 10 speed in that thing's like. I know. It shifts five times for you even at 30 mile an hour. Yeah, it does. So. But that that truck's got a lot of torque and all that. That's why they do that with the, as you know, that's why we have so many speeds in the transmissions. Besides now. that, with the paddle shifters they put in these days and stuff, you know what? They drive so good. So I think I me I like the way they shift. They what? shift quick. They shift smooth. They quick. You know. Well, and it keeps you in that power band all the time. Yes, that's that's the main reason. That or it'll keep sure. you in that lower one, so you get really good fuel mileage. Or you know, I mean, they, it does perform well. It I, does. I, Honestly, engines, transmissions last a lot longer. We don't notice it because we... We uh, drive in a lot more miles with yes. longer time miles. Hard. All right. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, folks. Give us a call here. one 888 You're listening to Auto Talk Radio on The Answer San Diego and Cape Rays. We'll be right back after these messages. There's more Auto Talk education and empowerment on the way here on Auto Talk Radio. Get on the line and get your automotive questions answered by the Auto Man here on Auto Talk Radio. Brian Bowersock, 888-344-1170. Now, here's more Auto Talk with Brian Bowersock. All right, folks. Welcome back to Auto Talk Radio. I'm your host, Brian Bowersock. In the house with me is my co-host, Mr. Kevin Bowersock. Good morning. Good good morning, San Diego, and everybody else out there listening. We appreciate you joining us. If you have an automotive-related question, give us a call, 1-888-344-1170. That's 888-344-1170. Talking diagnosis and check engine lights, but we're happy to talk to you about anything automotive-related for sure. I do want to remind folks, Auto Talk Radio is brought to you by the West Automotive Group, which consists of West Escondido Automotive and Transmission up at 2200 Auto Parkway in Escondido. AAA approved and star certified, taking care of folks in North County for over 28 years now. Along with West El Cajon Automotive and Transmission at 844 North Johnson Avenue in El Cajon, AAA approved and smog certified, taking care of folks out there in East County for over eight years now. Hard to believe, huh, Kevin? Yeah. Time has flown. Time flies by. West Kearney Mesa Automotive and Transmission, 8027 Balboa Avenue, right there in central San Diego. AAA approved and smog certified, taking care of folks over there for over four years now. And last but not least, West Miramar Automotive and Transmission, right across from where we're sitting now, uh, in the Golden Triangle, 5726 Miramar Road, Eastgate Mall. AAA approved and star certified for smog for over two years now. All of us, me, myself, my employees, 
Kevin been included, come together to bring you Auto Talk Radio for one simple reason. That is, we believe in the same philosophy. We never put money ahead of people. Very important to us. Stop in to have your vehicle serviced and repaired and find out what quality automotive service and repair is all about. Uh, the West Automotive Group is also proud to offer six months no interest for your vehicle service and repair needs on approved credit. Ask one of your advisors or one of my managers about getting one of the West Automotive Group cards. You can continually use it. It gives you six months no interest to pay for your vehicle repairs. Um, it's very helpful. It saves a lot of stress on folks. It also keeps your other credit cards clear in case you have some other emergency like Home Depot emergency or something. And you I, know you will, because we all do. I, I, know, you, I know you've had a, a Home Depot emergency before, Kevin. <laughs> Lots of them. So, so anyway, uh, you can also stop in and take advantage of our CertiCare transmission diagnosis. Let our experts diagnose your transmission or, or any concern that you have. We see way too many vehicles that come in for uh, concerns and they're misdiagnosed and parts have been thrown at them. Uh, as I always say, the best money spent is on a quality diagnosis at a qualified facility for sure. Uh, that will uh, save you thousands of dollars in the long run. Uh, we also offer free shuttle rides to or from work or home and low-cost rental vehicles. Uh, jump on westautomotivegroup.com, and you can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. We're always sending tips out every week about different automotive-related things or just some cool stuff. Uh, that's westautomotivegroup.com. From there, you can also check out uh, my Automan segments, where I'm the Automan on the CW and Fox 5. Uh, and right there, you can click on it and take you right to our YouTube channel. Or Auto Talk Radio uh, link, you can click through, and that's where we put all these uh, uh, shows when we're completed with them. Uh, you can get all that through westautomotivegroup.com. And, of course, you can make appointments, see what we're all about, et cetera, um, and uh, get in and uh, get us uh, get your car serviced and taken care of properly. Uh, you can also email me anytime at autotalk at westautomotivegroup.com, and uh, we're happy to help you out. So give us a call here this morning, 1-888-344-1170. That's 888-344-1170, anything automotive-related, and we're here to talk to you about it. So, Kevin. What? <laughs> we're talking about the <laughs> car repair now. Kevin says, what? <laughs> um, so we had a great transmission question. Uh, and in that, uh, uh, with that uh, vehicle, I would just keep driving it for now. Keep servicing and keep driving it. and well, that's an initial engagement thing, too. I, I mean, I... It's just once it warmed up, it works just fine. It's nothing wrong with checking the fluid, see what, you know, making sure everything... Nothing only, wrong with doing it, you yeah, know. The only way to fix that at this point would be to go in and re- rebuild the transmission, pretty much. But it's not going to cause him any real concern at this moment, so I would drive it until the transmission has other concerns that pop up. There is a thing when when something, even the engines, transmissions, whatever, get too many miles on them uh-huh. that they have to be gone through because there's just... Well, they I mean, like they start to wear out. They get well. Old. Not only that, if you go to fix one thing, because you know there is a lot of miles on them. Other things start breaking as you're fixing those things. So it just yeah, and and it creates other problems when you fix one problem because yeah, it's just if there's too much on it, you just gotta start from new. You do, you do. So so no, go through and freshen up all the important things. Oh yeah, make make them work good for sure. Um, so we were talking about retrieving codes and what steps you got to go through, uh, and and why why does the check engine light come on? So really, that's a good part, like to know about. Vehicles have perimeters, right? The computer yes. does, and it's checking these perimeters all the time on the vehicle. And when when it g- gets a signal that's outside of these perimeters, and it does this with different things, like the oxygen sensor picks up a lot of misfires, and that tells. That the thing by what it's reading, right? Yeah, because it's so not high or low; it's the opposite. I mean, it the... re- reads the <laughs> amount of oxygen in the system, and by doing so, uh, it actually uh, bounces voltages back and forth, right? Yes, that's and what we want to see. The, correct, that's what we want to see, and it has to have a, a, a response rate that's pretty quick. So it's always going up and down. If we just talk about a simple oxygen sensor, forget about air fuel ratio sensors, etc. Op. Uh, an oxygen sensor that's operating in its parameters is supposed to is between 0.2 and 0.8 volts, and it bounces back and forth. And it should have a crossover time less than 100 milliseconds. Yes. So, and the only way to see this is with the scope, right? I mean, if you actually want to see it, the, the yeah. pattern. So, um, but that sensor in doing so, if it's not going back and forth, it picks up different things if it gets stuck in one area, uh, voltage-wise, et cetera, and it will tell the computer, and that will set a code, right? 
trying to make this simple. I, I don't really know that you can make it that simple, but it, well, I, I mean, that's one of the sensors that monitors what's going on with the engine, correct? Yes. Okay. So other sensors, uh, other things such as um, there's pressure sensors. Uh, let's let EVAP. When it goes to pull a vacuum to check the EVAP system, if it if if the barrow sensor in that does not read properly when it goes to pull, that then there's no vacuum there, then it sets a code, right? Well, <laughs> that one can set a weird code too, because I had an issue with my Silverado on that one, and that one sent me in a loop too. So, uh, I, the barrel pressure sensor went bad on it. The tank sensor, yeah. I'm getting an I, well, I was getting a uh, a cat a cat code. And something else. Now, this funny thing is because I was going to Arizona that weekend and I cleared everything out on it because when I jumped in the truck and I didn't see anything wrong. I'm looking at my O2s. I don't see anything wrong. I'm like, I don't know why you even set that code because I'm not seeing what I should be seeing. But it come to find out that – and I drove all the way to Arizona and all the way back again. And that that truck, what it wasn't doing is letting the cat monitor run because of the barrel sensor was bad in it. Correct. So I was not even I mean so even the test can put you in a different section than what you need to be in sometimes. Again, remember I don't know if you, you you remember this or not, but not too long ago we had a Ford uh uh um F250 that was in and it would not run any of the monitors. Now folks, monitors are 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 self-test that the computer runs on all different systems and they have to be complete to allow a vehicle to pass smog. Some vehicles have six. There is usually a monitor for uh, if there's EGR on the vehicle. There's all, always a cap monitor on vehicles now. Um, the O2 monitor, misfire monitors are continuous. They usually run right away. Yes, that monitor does. So there's some continuous and some that have to meet a certain criteria. That's what Kevin's talking about criteria, right? So and it had to meet this criteria for that monitor to run, and it wasn't. So it set a code. So. Um, but the important part to this is, so this truck had had a fuel pump put in it. One of the problems was, and the fuel pump was wired two pins on the, uh, were backwards uh-huh. from the manufacturer. Nobody would know this. We we didn't put the fuel pump in, but we ended up tracing it down and finding that these two wires were backwards. The pins were backwards, switched them back. And because there was no signal the proper signal to the PCM, it wouldn't run any of the criteria for any of the monitors. So no matter how much you drove this truck, no matter what you did, it would not complete one single monitor. Because it wasn't getting the right resistance back. It needed that resistance to run. We flipped them around after finding it, every monitor, boom, 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 completed right away. So it's something like that. You might call that simple, but it's not that easy to find. It had been to multiple shops. They were trying to figure out, like, what is wrong with this truck? And it all came (laughs) from, and it all started... When somebody put a remanufactured fuel pump in it, the two of the the two pins in it, I believe it was for the fuel sending unit, were backwards. But the fuel sending unit worked on the dash, just not exactly properly. But you couldn't tell the difference. Yes. So those kind of things cause I, issues. I've had weird things, really weird things like that. Especially a fuel pump will run. I mean, it'll run if you, you know, it'll still run in the right direction if you, even if you replace the or or switch the reverse pl- polarity. Yes. But. Some of them, some of them will run backwards. Actually, if you reverse, well, but polarity if it, but them. the new cars they actually put like little microchips in, and it, 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 for the resistance, and the computer wouldn't see that resistance. Don't you remember that time we were chasing the O2 sensor thing, and we found that little circuit board in line in the wiring diagram? It wasn't in the wiring diagram, but it, the circuit board was blown up as soon as we replaced it. Was, it. it was a diode, yes, a special diode that they had put in there. It wasn't <laughs> in the wiring thing, but Ford had put it in there, and and the diode had failed. And and so when you have a diode that fails, it allows voltage to go both, go both ways. ways. Yeah, so technically, you're looking at it; it looks fine, but it's not seeing what it wants to see on the other end because of the resistance. That involved. was a that was a '90s car. Yes, yeah. <laughs> all good. All right, folks, we're going to take our last break here, real quick. One eight 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 three four four eleven seventy. That's eight 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 three four four eleven seventy. Anything automotive related, get on the line. We'll answer your questions. You're listening to Auto Talk Radio on the Answer San Diego and Cape Rays. Me and Kevin will be right back after these messages. There's more Auto Talk education and empowerment on the way here on Auto Talk Radio. Get on the line and get 
Get your automotive questions answered by the Auto Man here on Auto Talk Radio. Brian Bowersock, 888-344-1170. Now, here's more Auto Talk with Brian Bowersock. All right, folks, welcome back to Auto Talk Radio. Such a good Saturday morning, huh, Brendan? Beautiful morning. Sorry, I was in the middle of swallowing at the same time I talked. Well, Brendan, uh, Brendan had to replace his battery this week. He called me in a panic. Yeah, I, so my car kept shutting off over and over again, and I had no idea why. Uh, like I was, I would start it. And it'd do a very, very slow ticking noise. And then eventually it would turn on my car very, very slowly, though. You know, mind you. So uh, I one day just decided... Uh, I already got a jump start already at my house anyways, just in case anything does happen. So, uh, yeah, I know. I always, have, I, always care, I always have that around me. So luckily the car didn't turn on when I was at my, uh, my place. So I just ran upstairs, got into my uh, garage area where... Uh, I have my jump start. Jump started my it's car. Very, this is very descriptive. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. So long story short, I uh, I called you up and I said, "Hey, something's going on." And he's like, "Well, I don't want to be too sure if it's an alternator or a battery, so um, come into the store at some point and uh, we'll take a look at it." And I was in well, a panic and, mode. And actually, I think what you said to me, I, "Can I just put a battery in it?" And I, and yeah, I, said, I just well, need you can, done. but I don't know that's going to fix your problem. I said, L- "Well, luckily, so I was like, you know what? I'm just going to get this done with, and let's just." take it to auto it's a hundred dollars down so yeah. whatever happens happens do you put the battery so, in yourself Brian? i sure did you're amazing man. you know I, you you're, know what oh, very, i go to i go to youtube i know i go to youtube and it teaches me that i can get a master's degree in anything basically <laughs> yeah that <laughs> but, youtube can get you in trouble too i know battery, I know. No, battery, no, no. battery on your car is pretty simple though so I, no, exactly I yeah yeah so i switched it out and everything was working Perfect. and the funny story too here is i have a car charger in there and it doesn't charge and before it didn't charge my battery at all like it would just say you have 53% on your uh um phone uh-huh. uh it just sticks at 53% no matter how long you drive or anything <laughs> like that now my phone charges up like that like in a snap all of a sudden now that I changed the battery well, too and you said the battery was two was dated 2012 correct so april of 2012 i i try to find it everywhere years, 9 years out of a battery is a long time i realize that, it, yeah. what is it like Usually five, four, five, five yeah. years. It's every five years you're supposed to change it out. So yeah. Well, they just wear. So batteries wear internally because mm-hmm. they're lead acid. It's another automotive thing, and yeah. uh, uh, the acid wears off the plates as they charge and discharge, charge and discharge. So eventually, and probably what happened with your battery is enough uh, material comes off the plates that falls to the bottom of the battery, and then one of the cells shorts out. Yeah, because it shorts across the bottom, and then so now instead of uh, um so each each cell is two volts so now instead of 12 you got 10 volts that's exactly what happened too guess, or, or guess went as what, low as nine too. yeah guess like, what <laughs> guess what doesn't work on a 12 volt system a 10 volt battery true so yeah. that, that you have a problem yeah so thank you so much for your help earlier in the week i'm always that, so. there to help you you know that oh thank even you even when yeah. you're panicking you're running yeah. in a circle wait until he has kids and he's gonna really panic <laughs> 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 i'm late for school i gotta get to work <laughs> You know what? One thing I tell you, uh, when when your battery did fail, was it were you on the way to work or anything like that? Yeah, uh-huh. So I had to call out of work. And it, it uh, always happens like that. Though. Exactly. It's always the worst time. That's why uh, we check batteries a lot, but you always can't know. Mm-hmm. I mean, you just, I mean, sometimes the battery can check just fine and it can fail tomorrow. Yeah. So, so you know what battery I do need, though, What's right? That? Oh, this is your segue into your uh, ad read, you know. Oh, yeah. an interstate battery. Yeah, that's right. That's right. That's <laughs> what a <right>. segue. <laughs> and speaking of that, uh, Auto Talk Radio is brought to you by Interstate Batteries, a battery for every need, the highest quality batteries out there for sure. You, we don't stock nor sell anything else at the West Automotive Group. That is true. Uh, and if you look at any of our vehicles, you will find an interstate battery. They truly are the highest quality batteries out there. Uh, we also use the interstate tester. Every time your vehicle's in for service, uh, we check to see where the battery's at. Now, that won't absolutely tell you if the battery's going to die tomorrow. we we'll tell folks that. But it does tell us like, hey, this battery is marginal. And you get a marginal battery, it's a good time to start thinking about replacing it because right after marginal comes Brendan's problem, which is no-go. So we don't, we don't want that. 
Uh, but if you need a battery uh, for one of your vehicles or you think it's worn out or you just want to get it checked, uh, jump on westautomotivegroup.com, make an appointment, get into one of our four locations, and uh, we'll check your battery and install an interstate for you for sure. If you need a battery for any other need, you can check them out uh, at their storefronts. And I mean, they have batteries for everything. 9345 Cabot Drive in Miramar or in La Mesa at 70th and University. Interstate battery, battery for every need. But folks, you can also give us a call here at 1-888-344-1170. That's 888-344-1170, anything automotive related. We're here to talk to you about it, not just Brendan's battery, but everything else. So give us a shout. So I'm very happy you got a battery and your car starts because I I, I, I wanted to help you out and get you here. So you're here this morning to take care of us. That's well, the most important thing. That's exactly true. Yeah. You don't want to have that same situation where I slept in on accident or I tell you guys, <laughs> yeah, I'm not coming in, guys. My battery's like uh, not doing too well. See, that morning you should have said my battery died and I couldn't get my car started. But no, you said I just turned my alarm off and went back to sleep. Exactly. Well, <laughs> I, now that you mentioned it, yeah, now I got to look back on that. Situation. Folks, if nothing else, Brendan is 100% honest. That, <laughs> if nothing else, I'll tell you that. So straight up, man. Sometimes you just got to roll with it straight up. Okay, sometimes you got to lie to me. <laughs> I want to know. <laughs> sometimes I don't want to know the truth. All right, folks. one 344 1170 I'm not talking about Kevin and Brendan's problems anymore. Who's lying to who? We're done with that. one 344 1170 All right. Let's get back to... Uh, so, Accenture sets a code, and we were talking about monitoring, et cetera. Um, I love this stuff because our cars now... tech, and, and we were talking about an older 90s car that a diode had failed, and the voltage goes both ways. Um, and was that thing was having issues. Yes. I don't even remember. It was setting weird codes or something. I don't like, remember I don't that part make, of it. I yeah. just remember the getting there and going, what the? Yeah. yeah. Who put this in here? I know. <laughs> and then actually I had to call an engine and they found out that, yes, that was part of the system. And mm-hmm. they had, but those diodes don't fail very often. So. No, you, you, don't, you hardly ever see a diode fail. But it does. I mean, it, anything can fail. A lot of times they so, fail if they get zapped by something. Like, and normally, like a diode stuff like that, that's not in a test neither. You know, when you start doing your test, <laughs> because un- I could only imagine trying to be one of these engineers and writing out these tests. Because I mean, there's so many different possible. I mean, you, ha- you, you possible ha- outcomes. You got to go. Okay, well, I got to take the best ten and put them here, and I got to. You know, I mean, when you're writing stuff like that, how you? Yeah, that's. Well, my they, brain would they, be like, they, 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 yeah. <laughs> well, they got it figured out for sure. So, uh, so basically, what we're saying, monitors. If you just read a code and throw a part at a car, ninety percent of the time, uh, you'll end up spending money on something that will not solve your problem. Uh, you know, the reason that that quality facilities charge for diagnosis, time spent to pinpoint the exact problem, which saves you money in the long run. And I keep, I say this to people all the time, and and totally, uh, you know, serious about it. If you spend money to diagnose something properly, you will save money in the long run. Because how many times do we see cars come to us that people have been like, well, my friend scanned it and I put this on, I put that on. There's like eight new parts on the car and you're still having the same problem. Well, that's because testing is way better than it is just to throw parts at the car. At least that's my theory. What's your theory, Kevin? Well, we, you know what? Honestly, we just, we, we just, there, you know, th- there's been cars fixed because of uh, people will buy used parts and put them on their car and go, I already replaced that part. But it's, it causes another problem. Well, or it's the same problem because maybe that ECM has a constant problem with these issues. So even if you go pick one out of a junkyard, you're going to have the same problem with it. Exactly. And taking electronic modules on newer cars today, swapping things out, uh, not, not a good, uh, not a good thing at all. Uh, first off, cars don't really like that. No. And and ECMs are specific. And now we program the VIN and everything else into yeah, it. Yeah, they don't want to function unless you've no. got everything. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're not happy. So uh, that's that's doing things like that is a terrible idea. And you also can create more issues that now we're not only chasing the original problem, we got another problem, and it's created by just throwing parts at a car. So... <laughs> I've had these problems happen to me before, so exactly. I can, yeah, when we get cars in and you're, you're you know you're chasing this stuff down, it it can become very interesting. 
And and the other thing that doesn't help diagnose a car is when you omit concerns that you're having or omit telling us about things that you've done to the car that, you know. So a lot of problems on vehicles when when you get into these scenarios where people are just replacing parts become there we call man-made problems the the person doing it created the problem right yes so well and i've even man-made my own problems before <laughs> i mean well and 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 i and i look at it as like uh, we're all human we make mistakes but then there's times where the new part <laughs> may not be right too i've had or creates another problem i've had brand new i, I i'll never forget this one because that motorhome <laughs> was so big it couldn't go on the rack so i had to do it on the ground brand new pump from chrysler Drain hole wasn't drilled. Oh, that's right. <laughs> Remember, it kept the popping the seals seal out. out. Yeah. So even, you know what? It, it, just that was per- a yeah. long time ago. That was a 727. I'll yeah, never this, forget that. There's certain things you never forget. <laughs> yeah, well, you got to take the tranny out of a motorhome three times. You never forget it. That was back in the old days at the original shop, I remember. Yes. Yeah, we were young folk then, though. So it was much easier. I would not want to be rolling around on the ground these days. No. <laughs> well, especially two times. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Never good. All right, folks. one eight 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 three four four eleven seventy. We're talking about diagnosing vehicles and concerns and creating concerns. Uh, so one, the one, one of the things, the EVAP is one of the things that I see so many people throw so many parts at. Um, it seems to be difficult to, for people if you're not trained in diagnosing this stuff to actually get it diagnosed. Uh, and there's a lot of, lot of systems and tools that you need to diagnose the, diagnose these issues, uh, that, that help, you know, us track things down, smoke testers, things like that, 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 you know, and going through the proper steps to verify the system's working or not, what's not, or not working in it. And simple machines like a smoke tester, they could sit in the corner all year long, but when you need that thing, you need it. Oh yeah. Yeah, that's (laughs) right. So, uh, yeah. And having the right tools and the knowledge and knowing what we're doing can makes the problem uh, able to be diagnosed and, and fixed, uh, the defective component replaced and, and fixed quickly. So that's that's why we spend the time to know and have these tools and do everything that we do. It just becomes extremely important to, to be able to do so. Um, so yeah, there's there's a lot of testing that goes into determining exactly what's wrong but i will tell you this like we were talking you know you replace the one part that's bad with a quality part you fix the problem and down you go you end up throwing a bunch of parts at a car especially if uh uh like you said items where we see people buy used stuff and put on the car next thing you know i we had an audi one time we scanned it's like it had five modules from different vehicles like people had just been bought this person had just been buying modules and plugging them into the car like well, where's all the original modules? What what happened to, you know, very strange. None of them, they all had different VIN numbers in them. Well, especially when you start dealing with a car like Audi. Audi likes to, yeah, they got a module for everything too. That's like Mercedes, BMW, European cars. They loved, 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 loved to multiplex everything. So, which, which is all good. No, but uh, everybody else is headed that direction anyways. <laughs> most, most manufacturers have already now. Mm. So as we're doing, but, but cars, as far as diagnosis and we will all agree on this i think in the in the as we continue on um they're more complex but there's more availability with information to diagnose them versus i mean think back to the 90s we did a lot of pen testing uh system codes weren't wouldn't you know they're they're scanners weren't bi-directional back then you couldn't activate things now we can actually activate and test solenoids by activating them with our scan equipment to test different some different things like that we didn't have that back then no you know it was very very uh rudimentary i would say when it came to diagnosis but they were just starting into it once you get to know the system it is easier to diagnose but learning the system is can be a yeah yeah. Well, I'm just saying there's more information. There's there's more tools that we have now to to activate with the system yes. or or you know work with different systems uh which make it uh if you have all the equipment and the knowledge easier to diagnose now than it did uh previously because there wasn't a lot of equipment. You had to do a lot of uh, uh testing and going through on your own 
and you know the system didn't there was a lot of interaction or anything with it so uh you know just uh, i i just think tech technology has made vehicles way better and and easier to work with if you are equipped to diagnose them with the proper tools and knowledge so just leave that at that but uh um that that's and i think each year we get more and more integrated and easier to do so if you have the laptop the factory software all the things makes life good huh it, it, that's what the, the thing is if if you're if you're familiar with the system and you're a good diagnoser it i enjoy diagnosing this stuff better than i don't know i, I shouldn't say that though because you know you get used to doing this and you like to go over here and do this for a while so <laughs> well are, we don't we don't have to have our our knowledgeable skills to diagnose fuel comp- control problems with carburetors much anymore we don't deal with i don't miss those days i really don't i don't miss i don't miss the days of the variable venturi that was on the ford trucks and i, and I, I understand what you're those, saying those things made your hair but, gray but i think some of the stuff is just second nature to you and you don't even realize you're freaking doing it and it's just easy True. i'm just saying well you do, <laughs> we've been doing it so long yes. I mean, you're, but i'm just telling you the the information available and the tools now are so much better than what we had back then when we first started into this and dealing with things such as electronic carburetors and stuff like that well they, they were just a pain think but about I'll this i'll be honest with you i mean you know we did it we fixed them and all that but today i like what we have a lot more oh yeah well they were trying to figure it out back then too so yeah well, we were remember the vacuum lines and solenoids cleaning and, up emissions. Well, it started in uh, what was that? That we used to all cars used to have a road draft tube. That was how they uh, vented. There was no PCV, mm-hmm. so then the PCV system came in. It was the first emission component, and I was trying to remember exactly when. Uh, well, that was back in the day. The tr- tractor trucks, because the old diesels, the big ones, still had the downdraft tube on. I think, matter yeah. of fact, I think big cat diesels like the. That bulldozers still have them because was, well they're off road vehicles they don't they don't well, require yeah, exactly. different different thing but I was thinking even with the old tractor trucks it's kind of like an old Harley where your truck's leaking well good it's still got oil in it then because yeah. <laughs> you couldn't stop it from leaking because of that downdraft tube yeah well that was always yeah, yeah. drip yeah yeah mm-hmm. I was just trying to remember I don't know it used to be on the smog test for a smog license that you had no no when the PCV system first came into. Um, that and then the the heated air cleaner came in and you know I mean I don't, I, unless I, you have a, a vintage car nowadays you would never see any of that stuff. Why, why do I want to say well, that? PCVs on every car. So. I remember that question about or like the first. I want to say it was like the early 1960s though. It or yeah, mid, I, I, for 60s. some reason 63 keeps popping in my brain, but I don't know why. Might be, <laughs> might be. But one mission system that they started with was a PCV and. We still have it on every car. We still have a positive crankcase ventilation system but, on every know, but, single car. But wasn't that's that, one that hasn't never gone away? Wasn't that more than just that though? Because they were also trying to get the moisture out. Of, I mean, there was a lot of reasons they. Oh, it's better for a motor. But then they realized, hey, that's better for the end of atmosphere. If we're reburning it too, that's all. It was, well, mm-hmm. and and really, what the crank PCV system does, as you know, is there's blow bypass the rings. It goes into the crankcase that gets sucked up into and then reburned. Through the motor, yes, is what we do with it, and so as far as that goes, it creates a, uh, a vacuum system that pulls that stuff up out of the crankcase, basically. Yes. So, um, which also reduces, you're right, uh, moisture and acidity oil levels in the oil and all that because all all of that combustion blow by that go in some even a brand new motor has stuff pass bypassing the rings. There's a, it's part of a combustion process. Um, all that stuff's in there, and it needs to be uh, then removed from the system and it saves the bearings and everything else so yes and not only the environment so all good everything then is uh, uh very clean and, and keeps it running so one of one of those systems that we still have that uh, works well for sure um when you're and we were talking about check engine lights and that's kind of what the show was about diagnosis um but uh like I said, I we've come a long way as far as that goes, and the and, and the systems and everything we have on vehicles now are quite amazing, to be honest with you. Um, and I I like and enjoy working with them. Um, it's one just one of those things. They're just getting better and better for sure uh, with everything. Um, what else about check engine lights, Kevin, or diagnosis? There's so so much. Uh, 
information. I, I don't even know where to start. <laughs> you don't know where to start. So, well, everything, every system has its own little, own way, own little way of diagnosing it. Yeah. Well, of course. So, depending on what a fault is or what, that's having the good information in that. So, anyway, it's been a great show. Um, talking about this, and we appreciate uh, the call in about the transmission concern. Um, Eventually, he will have to do something with his transmission. But for now, I continue to drive um, as far as that goes. You, you need an app over there? Yeah, I'm yawning. Yeah. <laughs> Old man problems. <laughs> Old man problems. So anyway, uh, I was trying to think uh, if we had anything really interesting in the shop. Just a lot of broken cars these days and service and getting things taken care of for sure. Uh, folks, you can check us out at westautomotivegroup.com. That's West Automotive Group group.com and uh you know if you uh, have a vehicle concern you can get an appointment or just grab our phone number off the website there and give us a call but uh we're here to help everybody out and get you, get your cars keep you keep you motoring down the road right kevin yes yeah so with four locations that way that, we're all over san diego county what are we gonna say that way what? that way you can keep your tires down <laughs> keep yeah <laughs> yep, yep yep wait a minute you know what last week i didn't go by an automotive shop and <laughs> it was called hoop automotive well, you were in the Midwest, huh? Yeah, so I was thinking hoopty when I seen that. Oh, you were thinking about our show and, yes. and Brendan's hoopty that he drives? Yes. Brendan's hoopty got a new battery, so he's all good. Mm-hmm. Or his tin Lizzie. His as tin Lizzie. That's his other favorite thing. Anyway. You should put uh, curb feelers on it for him. That's true. Hey, Brendan, we're going to put curb feelers on your tin Lizzie. Thank you so much, guys. Thank you <laughs> he so doesn't much. even know what a curb feeler is. Not a single clue. <laughs> All right. I guess San Diego to- and everybody else out there, keep the rubber side down and the shiny side up. Until next Saturday, we do appreciate you joining us. You are what help us make this show great. This has been Auto Talk Radio on The Answer San Diego and K-Praise. Until next week, take care and be safe. Bye. answers to all your automotive questions tune in every week at this same time for auto talk with brian bowersock to learn more about brian become a guest or sponsor of the show or if you have additional questions visit the westautomotivegroup.com that's the westautomotivegroup.com and click on auto talk radio join us again next week for more auto talk This program is sponsored by West Automotive Group. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.